Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wild Chats, your home for everything animals. I am Ryan. That over there is Maria. Hi. How are you doing today, Mar? Excellent. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. Oh, um, so today I decided to, uh, we, we gave the alligators their due, due. I think it was probably our second video that we did. So we were still warming up to everything. And I decided it was Crocodile's turn today. Okay. Uh, I, I decided we, we had fun doing alligator. We had some great clips. And uh, since you are in Florida, one of the only places that has alligators and crocodiles together, I figured, uh, do you have any fun stories or impressions or surprises when it comes to crocodiles? Unfortunately, I have not. Like, okay. I haven't been in an area where both will be there. Okay. And... Um, most people, the problem is most people confuse them so much that if they tell you it's an alligator, it could have been a crocodile, especially if the water is brackish. Okay. Um, so unfortunately, I'm not sure. Have you ever seen one in person? Like even in yes. a zoo? Okay. Yes, 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 yes. They're impressive. What about them kind of impressed you the most or were you surprised by? Um, Size-wise, first of all. Okay. Crocodiles are bigger than you think. In the sense of, like, just when you see them, you realize they're about the size of a truck. These things are humongous as they grow. And, of course, the, the, the crocodiles from Australia, the salties, are the biggest of all of them. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what happened. I lost. You we know, got a little freeze. You okay you there? Yeah. Do you have us now? Yes, I do. <laughs> he got me this combobulator for a second. I don't know what happened or That's why okay. I was losing power. But we're back. All right. It might have been a little uh, internet kerfuffle. Who knows? Uh. Well, the, the entire computer system turned off. Oh, okay. So it was on your end, not my end. All right. I was going to yes. blame it on my internet, which typically is probably usually the, the common thing to blame it on. But um, okay. So we've got... Uh, How are you today? Salties, we got Australia, we've got, uh, so you have seen some in person though. Yes, uh, I was volunteering for uh, Megacon in Orlando several years ago, and I got the opportunity to hold a Cuban crocodile. Okay. And that was just so exciting, because even though these were babies, just to know that they're going to grow taller than me, longer than me, is just, it's just incredible. Yeah, I remember you talking about how soft they were, you were surprised. Very surprised, very surprised. Um, when you touch their bottom, it just feels like you're touching the top of your of your knuckles, kind of like that. If that makes okay. any sense. And and by bottom, you mean their stomach, not their behinds. You're right. The bottom of their their tummy bottom. Okay. All right. <laughs> just just clarifying. Maria's not going around goosing all of the animals she comes across. Like, bum grab, bum grab, done. Okay. <laughs> the undercarriage, that doesn't work either. Be no. Underneath. Yes. Um, so I remember the one of the first times I saw one in the wild, I was surprised by how fast they were. Like, the guy was like, when they stand up, they actually are, they're not tall, obviously, but their legs are longer than we think because most of the time... They've got their legs along the ground and they're kind of doing like a baby crawl motion, but they can stand up and actually like run and move. Um, I was just really surprised how 
fast they were on land when they like one of them and it was like a jog i know it was nowhere near a full sprint but they were crossing a road or something a path in the uh, park that i was in and, and he just i was like wow i i was really really surprised about how fast they move well i came across this clip as i was bouncing around the internet as i as i love to do which is what started this show and I found a crocodile that was doing its best dolphin impersonation. Okay. And I was shocked by how fast these guys move in water. This boat is not like barely cruising. Like that guy is hauling butt down the river near a motor boat. <laughs> no, Fred. You're yes. right. They did do that. I wonder. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if um, if the animal was just trying to come out to see what was going on, just following the boat, because that's a and a very unusual movement for for crocodiles. Yes and no, though they they propel themselves with their tails, so that wasn't. I don't think that was that. Yeah, but their tails are, I don't think their tails go up and down. Their tails usually no, serpentine. go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you can still angle within the water to propel yourself up. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, I guess I was going to save for a little bit later, but we'll just, we'll just do it now. Um, so basically, there was a study in how crocodiles actually use their bodies. And what they found out was, they actually, if you've ever seen a crocodile jumping, what it's doing is it's actually using its tail and it's pressing against the bottom of the river. So you usually see it in really shallow water and they press their tail against the floor, against the ground essentially, and that's what propels them up into the air. So they've actually learned to hunt like birds and stuff in the air by using that vertical attack strategy. Um, Let's see. That is incredible. Yeah, it was a little further. Here we go. A little. So if you see, he's literally pushing his tail, and then they wiggle their bodies, and then that same serpentine motion of the tail we were talking about is actually what propels them out of the water. And that is so incredible. They tuck their arms, and I mean, they, they know how to get pretty aerodynamic. Yeah, it looked like it. Like, it literally just assumed the least resistance for water. I mean, mm -hmm. for uh, air. That's mm -hmm. that's incredible how they have adapted to doing that. What's interesting, though, is so a lot of times when we see crocodiles, we're just seeing kind of their head above the water. You just see their eye lines and stuff. And we've talked about this in the uh, the alligator video, how sometimes they'll even balance a stick on their nose. And then birds that are building nests during a certain particular time of the year will actually try to grab that stick for their nest so they're actually using tools to hunt which is really rare um especially it is i was reading something jungle. about that mm -hmm. i was reading something about that that they said they have only seen it in in like a regional i thought it was louisiana where they yeah. have seen them do it in mm -hmm. particular like it's not like every crocodile has ever done it they kind of like figure it out there and yep. the cool thing about animals it's going to be very hard to Pass the you know pass the knowledge across the panhandle to go the way to the Atlantic. That's probably not going to happen. But it's kind of cool how they can teach the others because they are so smart. Yeah, they really they really are intelligent animals. I don't. 
it, it, so many animals have so much more intelligence than we give them credit for, but it's so rare also that we see them in their natural environment going about their natural day. Because usually once you introduce people, it changes their environment or it changes their day or we're feeding them so they don't need to hunt or mm-hmm. they get used to humans. So certain behaviors change. So it, it is one of those things where it's really hard. So the person in the study, there was the next study that I was reading about, because that one led me into another one. And um, I want to make sure I get the information right here. Um, so basically they found out that, excuse me, just one minute. I don't have my right document open. So somebody, they had heard some reports about crocodiles climbing trees. Mm-hmm. And somebody at a university decided they were actually going to do a study of this. And it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go down to like my local area where, where crocodiles hang out and, and see if this happens. Um, a Dr. Vladimir Dinitis from the University of Tennessee actually conducted research in Africa, Australia, and the Americas specifically looking for that trait. I'm sure he was studying other things while he was there with these animals, but they found out that there were four different crocodilian species that climbed trees. Okay. Saltwater and freshwater crocodiles were included in that group, but what they found was they became arboreal in areas where there wasn't a lot of area for them to bask because everybody knows that crocodiles are lizards, which are cold-blooded, so they need the heat of the sun um to regulate body temperature so most of the time when we see them in the states it's usually in open areas so they can get yes. to a rock mm-hmm. or somewhere in the sun where there are certain populations of crocodilian that live in areas that aren't as that are more canopied that are more shaded and those are the areas that he found that they actually went and would climb the trees all the way to the tops of the canopies um to be able to get the sun to bath so they could regulate their body can you imagine i'm gonna go not a tangent but just okay. the thought just the thought of seeing instead of a drop bear like we've okay. talked about in a couple of videos that they koala you will never think it will be an aggressive animal in australia and they cre- they created this uh crypto cryptid animal called the drop bear that will eat people now we have the <laughs> Croc- very <laughs> real <laughs> i mean this is no joke and the thing is it's scary just the thought it's so funny because as human beings even when we're walking through a forest or an area that has a lot of vegetation or cliffs or whatever it might be it's weird how our our spatial awareness even though we're becoming more aware so we can be more secure it's still very ground level like you see it in horror movies and stuff where people just don't look up. It's like, just look up, you idiot. You, you've looked left, right, behind you. There's one more dimension. Look up. Look up. <laughs> That's kind of scary. The amount of, I mean, snakes climb trees and have been known to, to basically fall down onto people. Spiders yeah, but I'm expected I, I will be more okay seeing, like I've actually witnessed fish falling. But that's because an eagle grabbed it and the fish was too big and the animal couldn't, not an eagle, but uh, any of the raptors, because I don't know which critter it was, tried to grab it, stole it from, you know, from the nearby river, couldn't hold it and dropped it right in front of us. And the fish was still alive. And I feel so bad because we were too far from the water to go drop it off. Okay. And then you don't know what internal injuries it may have, but just seeing or thinking of a crocodile. 
Okay. My size. So you basically at that point just opened up your like Smurf lunchbox and then you just put the fish inside for later for, for cooking for your dinner? While I was actually thinking about telling my family who was there, like, shall we grab it and cook it? I mean, I don't want this animal to be uh, unfortunately wasted. You know, okay. it, look, it look in good condition, but you don't know if the animal gotcha. could survive being put in water again. Gotcha. Or the bird dropped it because it sensed that there was something wrong with the fish and it was a self-defense thing of like, I'm not eating that thing. You never know. I mean, that's a very interesting concept, but if you grab it from the water, I doubt you'll be like, does this smell right to you? <laughs> so many animals do have that innate ability. That's why they always say, if you're out in the wilderness, especially if you're on horseback, always drink from the water your horse drinks from because animals have abilities. I mean, we were talking about it in, I don't know if it was the cat dog video or what it was, but how there's a theory that part of the reason why cats don't like water it's because of all the chemicals and stuff we put in our water in order to clean it and process it for. It was actually drink. in the cat in the literally on the cat video. Okay. That but we yeah. did on the fact video. Okay, that was one of the things that they talked about. That they said, well, that might be one of the reasons cats actually don't like water because the chlorine in your pool, like you're rarely going to put them in a body of water that isn't treated in some way, shape, or form. So exactly. But. So backtracking to what I was coming to originally. So what we, we see them with their eyes and their nose sticking out of the water usually. And that's all we see. What? I'm just the, still thinking of like where fish. you were going, what you've been talking about. And well, yes. we were talking about sticks and then the sticks got us into hunting and then the hunting got us into vertical strikes. And then we got into basking and we just take the whole backside of my video out. And I just, I kind of moved those to the, we're, we're we're just, we're rolling with it. We're just, we're going. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. But here's the fun part. Because I was leading up to a joke and then I got all informational. So now all of my. <laughs> like, oops, now we don't have anything else. Okay. No, yeah, come on. No, um, so basically, usually you see it's, it's a little nose. It might be balancing a stick to uh, catch a bird. But what you rarely see is what it looks like underneath the water. This, this, this is how scary oh. <laughs> Look at it, look at it, look at it, how it positions itself. If it was in the same muddy water, you wouldn't get to see how like unassuming they, they really are where they're just hanging out floating. What I love is that there, you will think, like honestly, you would think that their bodies will be completely out because you see that, you see their back little bump. Mm -hmm. uh, but this one, like that's more normal, what you think you will see. And then as soon as he drops his entire body and relaxes it, that is a whole different dimension going on there. Again, I think that's a little bit of what we were, I mean, I, this got popular on the internet because it was just kind of like a joke of like, oh, you think it's intimidating, but look how casual he is. But I think it plays really well into what I was talking about, about their vertical strikes. He didn't even yes. move his head level and he was able to drop his body get his tail towards the bottom. So if a bird was coming, he could go from horizontal to vertical to strike and Good nobody point. would see the difference. Good point. So That's, thought, uh, that is beautiful and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> when I was a kid, there was a soap opera or a show. I don't, re I don't remember much because in the past, we used to have a lot of imported shows. So okay. it might have been a show from here. And it was a story about a girl who fell into a, into a lake in Florida okay. and a crocodile attacked her and all okay. that stuff. And when I watched that, I was a child. So I was mortified by the thought of swimming near 
alligators or crocodiles. Gotcha. But now when you see them and you learn about their behaviors and how good, and we talked about this, but they're such good parents mm-hmm. and how they really don't want to attack humans. They really don't have any desire. We're too big for them. Yeah. It kind of takes away the, the fear of it. Still, you got to have respect like anything. And even Disney puts signs that says, beware of alligators and crocodiles. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. you don't know. Yeah. But yeah, usually when you see them, when you see them around here, I just get so excited because they're so beautiful mm-hmm. and because I know how powerful they could be and because we have otters behind us. So I'm like, oh, please, please don't. The otters can actually eat the alligators more until the alligators grow. So yes. for the first several years, crocodiles are actually great meals for for animals. Like they're great, great protein for raccoons otters mm-hmm. hippopotamus if you're in africa like they were i was reading somewhere that said run around by your house in africa i said in africa you did, you did. I was, unless I you're in colombia you do have hippopotamus and their caimans which are tiny 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 so those yes. are actually praise yes. for um hippos yeah i was reading somewhere that said that hippopotamus are so strong that they can crush like baby baby hippos almost use them like two toys. Okay. That was the the simplified version of it. It wasn't crocodiles that simple. Huh? Crocodiles we're talking about. Yeah, well that's the other thing too about hippos is they don't have pointy teeth. So it has to all be done out of just sheer force. Cause their teeth are just they're just flat. I mean there's not yeah, their their teeth are in no way pointed, so it has to all be jaw strength. That yeah, I never. They do have quite a jaw strength, so they're pretty, they're pretty neat. Yeah, it just depends. Certain animals are set up, I think, for defense against other animals pretty well. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, when it comes to crocodiles, there's there's not too many animals that I think can hold up. Yes, they don't have much strength when they open their mouth, um, which is why a rubber band can actually keep an alligator or a crocodile's mouth closed from opening because their muscles that open are like 1 20th the strength of the ones that actually close their mouth. Yeah. Um, but there are certain animals that are organized in such a way that they can defend themselves. And uh, this is one of those guys. We hope. I haven't seen the end. Oh. It might not go well. So I don't, uh, he's trying to run away, but his little footsies aren't on the ground. So he's, he's, uh. not, uh, he's not going anywhere. Now, and it, could, I- it could be a battle of wills. Maria loves this stuff. This is her favorite thing. Oh, come on. (laughs) I wonder if he was just playing with it. And I like how he doesn't even try to go chase it. He's just like, whatever. Yeah, that that whole biting thing didn't work. I'm I'm done. (laughs) What a cute turtle. Honestly, that's as scary and as as horrible as that may have been. That was actually very... um, Incredible how most animals would realize if they could or could not uh, eat the animal. Like, you can tell clearly, like, okay, this thing is not going to fit. Or by crashing it, you know, it's just not worth it. So his mouth looks a little pointed, guys. That's usually how you can tell the difference. Anybody that's, like, an expert on alligators and crocodiles, I apologize if I mixed an alligator into here. The general rule of thumb is um, if it's more... Pointed Round. crocodile, more rounded yeah. alligator. This guy's definitely pretty pointed, so I feel confident about my uh, 
my crocodile. Uh, I actually was going to say he's an alligator because he's also very dark skin. And usually the crocodiles are lighter in color. There's so many different species of crocodilian and stuff, though, that I, I, I go by just the mouth shape for the most part is usually the better rule of thumb. No, but look uh -huh. at it. It doesn't show teeth. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Like, we are not 100% experts. Like, I love when people are like, oh, yeah, that's well, a 10-year-old, blah, 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 so-and-so. <laughs> and I'm you like, tell oh. the ridge behind his neck? See, that first one is a solitary ridge. There's not one on the right. Therefore, that must be a crocodile. Just made that up completely. Um. <laughs> like, I was thinking it actually was very rounded. Oh, right when when it closed its mouth, it would have been nice to be able no, to stop it and pointed. see. Like, he's... Alligators are really rounded. Like, I don't think people realize how rounded an alligator's mouth really yep. is. Um, they look like a, a flip-flop, if you think about it. A flip... Yes, a, a crocodile... Actually, an alligator looks closer to a croc, the shoe than a crocodile is to the shoe because it's not rounded in the front. So those shoes should have been called gators or something, not crocs. I think that would have been a more- There you go. <laughs> that, um, that is what that, I was on an elevator or escalator yesterday and one of the many warning signs was no wearing crocs. I'm like, these shoes have become this popular that it's actually like its own symbol on an escalator of warning. My nephew had his shoe caught up, and he. This is when they first came out when Crocs. Mm -hmm. My nephew, I think, was eight or nine. Um, so it was several, several, several years ago. And now, like you said, you see them, but in that time you didn't, and they were just coming out, and every kid had them, because they were like a, more of a kid thing and comfort thing. And then now they're making a comeback, which I don't understand. Like, I seriously don't understand. I never wore one. Apparently, hey guys, just so you know, we actually didn't want to talk about the animal crocodiles. We really wanted to talk about the shoe. So we just kind of used 20 minutes to get into the shoe and then the rest of the show is just going to be about the, no, just kidding. We're not talking about the shoe for 20 minutes. I've never worn one, but as many like hospital people and people that spend all their time on their feet that like them, I don't understand it. To me, it looks like a piece of rubber. I, I don't, I see how that's comfortable. Clearly it is because they sold well and people that are on their feet all day like them. I get the Skechers and the super foam and all that stuff and people in like warehouses that are on their feet all day. Like I get, I get those. When I look at Crocs, I'm just like, how are those comfortable? Much less ultimately comfortable, supposedly. So I 100% I agree. I Especially because to me, they don't have enough support. Like yeah. that's, that's actually not... You need a harder surface that holds your foot so it doesn't actually... All right, you know, guys. You need something to hold it. you. It's, it's not animal-based, but we're doing it. In the comments, we are going to start. As always, you guys know, any questions we bring up in the show, I like doing hypothetical questions or would-you-rather questions and stuff, fun stuff like that. But today, one of our questions is going to be in the community post on YouTube or the social posts over on Patreon. It is in the free section of Patreon, so you don't have to pay anything. It's just we're trying to consolidate areas so Maria's not posting in 50 different locations. And so we you see me writing right down now is because I want to yeah. put, I mean, I watched the video again, but just yes. in case. So that, that's going to be it, guys. If you, you hate Crocs or love Crocs, why do people love Crocs? Give us a story about Crocs. I want to know more about Crocs. Now we're going to move on and tell you more about crocodiles. So we'll go ahead and put the Crocs <laughs> part away. Um, <laughs> Done. Love or hate and why? Yes. That's basically it. 
speaking of hate, I know Maria's going to hate this next clip. So you can close your eyes if you want to, and it's going to make the show boring, because without you responding, what, what are we doing here? Um, but I'm just fair warning you now that you're not going to be a fan of the next clip, though it is extremely impressive. All right. Have you prepared yourself mentally? I am in shock. Like my adrenaline okay. is running. Let's do this. Okay. All right. Not always a turtle. Now I stopped it there so we don't know how it ended up because Maria doesn't like to watch these things. The now, snake. Like the how beautiful. The snake oh, could have gotten away. We don't know. I'm going to leave it right there. We also have to... I. I think I'm making my peace when it comes to somebody has to eat. You have to eat. And alligators have to eat. They're not vegetarian. I don't care how much you try to turn your pets vegetarian or not, but a cat, as we spoke or learned in our cat video, or we will learn in our cat video. Um, you can't, not every animal can become vegetarian. Not every critter can become kind and compassionate because that's our standard. We're, we're adding a human component of morality mm. when what they're worried about is survival, survival of themselves, their species, and uh, each animal just reacts based on what they need. So I couldn't expect to be sad about that. I'm learning to not be sad about that and appreciate the animals for what they have to do. So, I mean, it's beautiful to see a crocodile hunting I feel bad for the snake. Again, we don't know if he came out, you know, if yeah. he was safe or not. But again, somebody's going to have to die in order for someone to live. It is the unfortunate truth in the animal kingdom. Yeah, and we've seen both sides of it, too, because I know in the Everglades, there, there was a picture of a snake that tried to eat uh, an alligator that was too big for it and it actually burst out of the sides of the snake because it, it literally bit off more than it could, well, not chew, but digest. <laughs> that uh, swallow. Yeah. So sometimes those those battles can go either way. Again, I, I try to kind of, as much as you try to accept it and understand it, I still try to minimize the amount of clips we show on the show because there's a lot of people that are of the same mindset as you. We're here to have fun and maybe learn a few things and laugh a little bit. It's it's not really a uh, who who's going to win this battle kind of show. Um, but I, th speaking of that, there was a show, I, I think I mentioned a couple of times, I haven't seen it lately, so I don't even know if it's still in air or not, called... Uh, predator versus prey mm -hmm. and the way they showed it was not necessarily the gory hunting and and you know the gory aspect of the hunt but more like the skills that each animal had almost like measuring teams yeah. like the best qualities yeah. and why these two are great contenders and why the attack has been like one of the things is about falcons against pigeons you okay. will think a pigeon will always lose well they have uh lots and lots of skills that are a match to a falcon okay. so i mean i just love that how animals adapt learn yeah, yeah when they're in the same environment, the beauty. yeah exactly i i actually find it interesting the ones where the the battles are pretty even and not even as a battle, but just you'll see a snake eating a crocodile or an alligator or an alligator crocodile eating a snake. And then um, so then you almost end up with this like Cold War where it's just like, OK, we can both take out each other. Let's go find something else. Um, you, you know, the let's team up to get someone else out. 
Yeah, well, you you know the animal's really hungry or hasn't eaten in a long time based on some of the animals it opts to hunt. And that that one might have been, well, it's been a long time since I've eaten and this is available, so I'm going to have to take the risk and, and see if I can win this battle to survive. Um, but sometimes that's just the way things go. Mm-hmm. So now in predator versus prey, here's my main question for this. The animals that don't have hands... How do they pray that they don't get eaten by the predator? How does this work out? <laughs> Let's thunder upon it. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> funny, and that's the important part here. <laughs> oh gosh, that is awesome. Let's cover. See, this is what happens when you have a pet. See, that I think is an alligator because it's got the rounded snout. So he snuck his way. Look how cute it is. Maybe not. No, I'm not sure. It has the teeth showing. What's that? It has the teeth showing. Is that what you go by? Well, that's one of the techniques. If it closes its mouth and you still see their teeth. Then it's an alligator? A croc. Oh, then it's a croc. Okay. Okay, guys, we're taking votes on this one now in the comments below also. Alligator or crocodile that he used petting the throat of? What I love about that is look at what happens when he stops petting it. I mean, that is a very soft, gentle area of the animal. Yes. And look at him. He's like, "Uh, hello, pet me again. Well, what most people don't realize, because I didn't let you know leading into the clip, is what happened. What had happened was... Phrase, guys, inside joke. Um, what happened was after in the last clip when he caught the snake, this is the this is the after part, and this is really just the trainer helping him uh, digest what's left of the snake. He's just helping push it down the gullet a little bit, giving him a little massage. Um, he should have had some stones then. Should have put right some there. stones. Yeah, well, he had some sticks to try to hunt a bird. It failed. And then, so most people, what Maria's referring to is uh, actually when uh, crocodiles and alligators want to weigh themselves down in the water, they actually will eat stones to kind of, it's basically ballast. If you've ever been in a submarine and stuff, as far as water tanks and balance and um, all that good stuff, but they will eat rocks as uh, ballast, essentially. Um, so yes, they do, uh, sticks and stones and their jaws will break your bones. And then, <laughs> if you guys are curious, that nursery rhyme might've been about a crocodile sticks and stones. Break Is that bones. a nursery rhyme? I man, some of those nursery rhymes are evil. Like London bridges and like the, the cradle one is all about the black death and stuff like man there are some like morbid histories to most nursery rhymes they are ring around the roses that's disgusting yeah ring around the roses about the black death that's the one that i was talking about yeah roses court yeah we're not gonna go there but i don't Uh, know if the sticks and stones no i think that's just more of a like a saying yeah rihanna did a great job with that one yeah that it's been used (laughs) many many times so since we're in a hunting strategy, Maria, you might want to also close your eyes on on this one. We're just going to continue the theme. So we got eat snake, help with digestion. This one, this one's impressive. That's two sharks and a crocodile. And okay, that's it, guys. I was just joking. I was going to put it in our pre-attack videos, but I saw this and I'm just like, that's two sharks and a crocodile. What's going to happen here? <laughs> you know, I just washed not too long. 
a video and it was a very aerial video. You see how light, light color it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's very light color. That's very uh, typical of crocodile. That's one of the more typical things is lighter color. Gotcha. Um, but I was watching something like that and it was so scary because this gigantic crocodile and it's an aerial view. So you get to see the whole thing. So there's this okay. gigantic crocodile passing through the, like a forest of kelp. Okay. But here comes a white shark. Like you can tell is a big shark, not a nurse shark. Maybe could have been a tiger shark. Okay. And they, and you think they're going to go at it. And for a moment, they kind of look at each other and they were thinking about the altercation, like what you were saying about mm -hmm. we're kind of evenly matched. Do we really want to start this fight? Because yeah. that was a humongous crocodile. And this mm -hmm. was a humongous shark. And you can just see that these two titans were considering taking each other out and decided not to. But it was one of those, mm -hmm. you're like, a lot of times those situations are with, uh, it's usually Australia, but it's usually a bull shark because bull sharks can actually survive in salt and fresh water. Um, so they do pretty well in those areas, those environments uh, of brackish water where mm -hmm. a lot of crocodiles and stuff like to be. Um, so most of the time, if you ever see like a large crocodilian and, and a shark species, it's usually a salty and a bull shark. I don't know if it's salty for sure, but it's usually a bull shark it, it is a salty. I mean, Australia has the salties. Well, they have freshwater crocodiles also. That was one of the uh, the facts I was talking about is they were, uh, oh, actually, I didn't get to it when we were talking about the vertical launching. Um, there was a, a video done. I think the BBC was filming one of the series that they like to do. And the, um, the freshwater crocodiles actually became the stars of the show because they found freshwater crocodiles actually vertically uh, attacking um, flying foxes or large bats and literally pulling them out of the air. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a bat. Let me, I'm going to make sure I get my uh, information straight here. Maria, entertain everybody. Entertain everybody. Well, I'm talking about, I don't even have to entertain you guys. This, this story is entertaining enough. There's a story, um, we actually, in another video, we mentioned it about the little cages where you can go swimming. So in one of the videos that you will, in one of the community posts, you will, if you kind of go back, couple of weeks you will see there is a picture of this guy inside next to a, a salty and they are so gigantic like this is no joke like your body is almost the size of its head and maybe just a little bit of the of mm -hmm. the chest that's how majestic they are and there was a story about uh bull sharks that there was an attack in one of the um River Monsters episodes. Okay. They were talking about it was an attack on a horse and they couldn't figure out what it was and they thought it was a crocodile. Well, one of the dams had uh, broken due to um, too much rain and it broke some of the dams that were going to the ocean. So the bull shark entered this river and it was really uh -huh. far into the river. Mm -hmm. So when they did an analysis of the bite marks, they were like, this is not a crocodile. Mm -hmm. it, was yeah. a, it was a shark. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so let's see. I just backtracked to make sure I got the information straight, but it was a freshwater crocodile, and they were filming the, sh the BBC documentary, uh, Wonders of the Monsoon. And, yeah, they were jumping out and grabbing flying foxes as they swooped along the river. Um, yeah. 
And they were talk talking too. It wasn't uh, something about their parallax vision and the way they can see their vision is actually pretty good as far as accuracy while they're vertically launching themselves to also figure out the angle. We've talked about this in reverse about any animals um, like seagulls and stuff that actually will permeate the water, go down, grab a fish and come up, how difficult that really is. As humans, we don't realize when you're walking in the water, you're walking in the water. <laughs> okay, Jesus. You're walking in the water, but if you're in a boat or something and you're looking down in the water, the way the light rays hit, it, it actually changes angles and stuff. So the reflection. Yeah, the amount of skill that takes is is pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah. You want to see some funny crocodiles? I love crocodiles. Show me. We've got one funny crocodile that that we like to, that we like Clunk to show off. Clunk crocodile. Yes, a clonkadile, clunk because he's got a big clunky thing on his nose. <laughs> oh, gosh. There's the turtle again. <laughs> Look at his Is it a gar? Is it a... Gar? I forget how to pronounce it, but yeah, it's G-A-R-I-A-L. Uh, they're from India. So you'll, you'll see that type of crocodile over there with the super pointy noses. I always think of them as kind of like the hammerhead sharks of the crocodile world. They're just kind of funky looking, but... Kind of adorable at the same so time. So instead of a hammer, this is the nail. Right. The nail head crocodile and the hammerhead shark, they, they don't they don't cross regions very often, but when they do, man, do they catch up on old times. Like <laughs> of all parties. Yes. <laughs> so if if you were at a party, Maria, in someone's house, what two sea creatures would you like to see just chopping it up in the corner somewhere? So I was watching the friends reunion basically, and they were saying how they don't keep up with each other as much. But whenever they see each other at a party or something, basically the party's over because they, they end up talking all night and finding a corner and just hanging out and catching up with one another. Um, it was during the reunion show. Um, so in that same vein, what, what two animals do you think if they were kind of like cross each other on dry land at a party would just be like, oh, we got to catch up. Party's over. Like, we'll be over in the corner, everybody. Sea animals. Sea animal. I think it makes it more interesting to see like, a sea lion and a dolphin just chilling in the corner of, of a party. To see you know. a sea animal. Yes. To view a water-based species hanging out. In Salt, alo, alophilic. Alavera. <laughs> no, no, we're not talking about sunburns now. Hold on, no, 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 no. If you're like, all right, all these mm -hmm. many, many cartoons and of talking animals and people out of water and, and the Little Mermaid, we won't get into that and, and all the other good stuff. Like, what? couple animals. You just be like, man, I want to be in on that conversation. What are they talking about? I'll let you guys know, by the way. What they're talking about is the selection of sushi on the buffet <laughs> for the food. That's really what they're talking about. Whatever animal she picks, they're talking about the sushi. Is, is um, that Cousin Vinny? Is that Cousin Vinny there? <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> no, you heard about, oh, I was thinking about Weekend at Bernie's and they just made it. <laughs> <laughs> so well, if I were to think about it, I think it would be really cool to hear the conversation between I will choose an octopus. Okay. Obvious choice. Obvious okay. choice. And a um, shark whale. Whale shark. Whale shark. Yes. Okay. So the octopus, yes. you, you may not have known this, but the octopus was clumsy. So I've nicknamed him Tangly for the uh, purposes of, of this conversation. Um, and of course, the whale shark has to be tiny. I mean, it's, you know, that's that's just it. So 
So Tangly and Tiny are hanging out at, at a party in the corner, and what are they? What are Tangly and Tiny talking about? You're the one who's coming up with these concepts. I came up with the characters. Go. I said they were talking about the sushi. I've already given. I've already given my idea of what they're. Which the reason good why I chose them, to me, why I found them to be an interesting choice, is because they're such opposites in their ways of being seen, okay. what they hunt, and what they are. So when you think of a whale shark, you think of gigantic, majestic, but they are um, filtered. They filter their prey. But when you think of an octopus, an octopus is almost a mimic. They can change into whatever they want, and they really can hunt fish, crabs, anything and everything. So you almost think it should be the other way around because whale, shark, you will think it will be an aggressive, tenacious creature, but it's the complete opposite. So I chose a little bit of the slight opposites that I could think of. Okay, okay. So now that's exactly the, the rationale Maria used when she picked the animals for our logo because she, you guys know how much she loves big cats and then she tried to think of the opposite of what a big cat would be, and then she went with the chameleon for the other side of it. So you can't pick those two. What two land animals are hanging out in the opposite corner of the party, having their own conversation about the sushi? What? Uh... <laughs> An otter and a um, cockroach. Are you sure about those choices? They're horrible. The cockroach is absolutely horrible, but the otters are awesome. Okay. Okay. So I wanted to go again with very opposite. Okay. Are Huge they playing cat and the favorite stone? Are they just like throwing the stone back and forth, just hanging out, playing catch? No? Playing catch. Okay. okay. How you much you come with? So the otter is telling the cockroach, can you carry this stone? And the cockroaches are so strong. They're like, yeah, hand me two. I'll gotcha. show you. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That's the whole conversation. Um, so guys, no, we've done a previous video a couple times. We've mentioned it, but uh, otters actually have like a favorite stone, um, and they they'll actually store it and they use it to like crack open things and they'll play with it and stuff. But they actually have like a pouch that they keep the stone in, um, so it's used as a tool. It's used for playing. Um, really interesting uh, animal tool dynamic. There's not really another animal that I can think of that. There's other animals that use tools, but it's because they happen to be handy. Yeah, but for um, toys. Yeah, exactly. It's a tool and a toy, and they keep it. It's it's not like so they have they've seen chimpanzees with sticks, um, eating ants that they'll put into the mounds and let the ants climb up the stick and then eat. Um, I've seen photos of orangutans with sticks. I still don't know if that one's photoshopped or not. Do you know which one I'm talking about? The orangutan. Yes, the orangutan is hanging out like this. Yeah, and it looks like he's about to like go fishing, like spear fishing. Like a spear. Yes. Do you think that's real or do you think that's photoshopped? I know it's not video forensics. It would be photo forensics, and we're not looking at it. But Maria likes to break these things down on occasion. Do you think that's a real photo or photoshopped? Orangutan. They're very they smart use, creatures. They use tools, but I don't know about fishing in that manner. That's what I was wondering because I'm not. I will have to do a little bit more research on are they Sumatran? Are they like where are they? Because I know they're arboreal, so they don't necessarily need to. So yeah, I'm I not sure. I have to do more research on on orangutan behavior for me to be able to give the forensics because I don't 
know that much about it. I know they okay. eat a lot of berries and I know they learn from one another. There was a beautiful video I was watching about Indonesia and how the orangutans uh, learn from one another and how the males, um, they're, they're very solitary, but when it comes time to eating, there is a particular tree they like, but it's actually very hard to grab their little seeds from it. So they learn from each other, but I'm, and they do use the tools. But yeah. I'm not sure. I'll have to do more research on that one. I almost think it is because I thought it was a photo that had won awards. I don't think that they are vegetarians. I don't think any primates are vegetarians, actually, completely. Maybe if you get down to tarsiers and stuff like that. But I'm not, yeah. not too sure about that. Um, and they do. They're all in that same Borneo um, area. So, they. I mean, that orangutan is one of those species that are, are very limited. Their, their range is, is very, not their range, but... The areas they live in, that's it. I mean, it's kind of like the panda. There, there's just very isolated one pocket and one pocket, and that's that's about it. That's um, it. It would be interesting to look. Hey, guys, we'll do that in the comments also. Uh, let us know. We'll post the photo so you know exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and again, we're coming at this from a we don't have the background on the animal. Um, and actually, this is a perfect example. So I'll just kind of pause now. A lot of these videos that we do for the podcast are kind of fun and we show the clips, we swap the knowledge that we know, um, but we don't know everything about every animal. Um, but somebody did challenge us and requested that we start doing animal like fact videos so they could actually learn interesting things about the animal. So Maria and I put our heads together and what we did is we came up with, it's in podcast form, but it's mostly fact. It's not us kind of just generally chatting. It's, it's more fact-based. And we each kind of scour the internet, do our own research. And what we try to come back with and present to you guys is some facts. And then we try to go over some stories. So it's not just, we're neither of us really like the orangutans can lift this much. Orangutans can run this fast. Orangutans sleep during the day. It's more fun stuff like obscure facts, stories, um, you know, orangutan thief that tried to break into a car all this kind of fun stuff. So what we'll do is we'll do an orangutan fact video, Mark. That way we can each have an opportunity to learn. We'll love to. Give us an opportunity to kind of inform you guys a little more. Mm -hmm. um, so far, people have enjoyed them. We've done cats and dogs and elephants. We've, we've done a few so far. Um, but it seems like everybody's enjoying them. Um, so I would suggest you guys go check them out. Um, and yeah, we'll put orangutan on the list. And then if you guys have other suggestions of animals you would like us to cover, uh, also you can write that in this same discussion or we'll start a separate post. What do you think, Mar? We can probably start a separate post so we can okay. see it. All right. Easier. Yeah. And then if you guys uh, are the ones and we picked it because you guys suggested it, we'll definitely give you a, a little shout out during the, uh, the episode. Uh, for having suggested the animal, please don't pick it. If it hasn't been recorded yet, <laughs> yeah. we like to have some. Because we already did a couple of animals, so if you say cats again, I'm sorry that got recorded. Well, we can give you a type shout out if if uh, the show is is already in process by the time you guys mentioned it. Um, we enjoy doing kind of lions and bears and and some of the bigger animals that there's more information. Oh we oh my. Um, we really like doing some of the, the, like, red pandas are really interesting animals. There's just not that much about them out there. There's also not that many fun stories about red pandas. They don't, like, escape the zoo or break into anything or have weird traits. And sometimes that's the fun stuff for us. Um, we also like to do little quizzes and stuff where it's kind of like, okay, 
was the one during the cat video I was asking you like, what's the, the highest height a cat has fallen from and survived? And then we kind of went back and forth and yeah, 16 floors. There you go. It was about 200 feet actually. So, um, but we get to go back and forth and debate it. So the last section is kind of Jeopardy style. So you guys can yell at the screen because we're idiots and just like, hey, Maria, how many feet does a cat have? Four. Come on. It's, how do you not know this? It's four. Hey, there's some that are born with five or six. True. But you guys could have some fun when you already know the answer and the other person's trying to come up with it. We've enjoyed recording them. We're going to keep doing them. We're glad you guys suggested them. But uh, I just felt this was a good spot for it, guys. Um, so we need to continue our, our Croc shoe conversation over in uh, backstage. What do you think, Mar? We'll transition. We've already transitioned away from the crocodiles. Um, I also would like to know if people have a favorite. So that will be the last question or social post for the episode. You guys have a favorite crocodilian species, or we can just do what's cooler, an alligator or a crocodile. But I like to leave it open to all of them because that, that garol, I don't know how to pronounce it, guys. I wish I did, but the Indian. Garviel. Yes. Uh, that guy's my favorite just because I love the shape of his mouth and the bump on his nose. And he's just... Isn't he... There's one crocodile that is vegetarian. It must be that one from India. No, I think those eat fish. Like, that's what that... That snout is specifically designed... Oh, my gosh, you're right. Fish. Actually, yeah. they're having problems reproducing because the fish sizes that they can eat mm -hmm. is very specific. I remember now. The yeah. fish size they can eat is very specific. Yeah. And that's what the hunters are not allowing to get to that size, the fishermen. So they're mm -hmm. having issues trying to, because they, you can see their snout is very small. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they can't yeah. actually bite and dig in and kill the animal and then kind of reorganize it and go for it, then it's hard for them to eat. So if the fish is too small, it doesn't hit the teeth. And that was the, the other bit that I was going to share as we were talking. Uh, we had a previous video about um, crocodiles and birds specifically, like that pairing and how interesting that dynamic is. There's a ton of funny videos about those guys. Like, I was really surprised we were able to do an entire video about... I was amazed. ...and birds, and it was really fun, but they had... Um, we also did alligators in Florida, which I couldn't believe we talked that much about it. Um, so that was the last bit of, of fun info. If you guys... Actually, you know, we'll do it as a quiz style. Mar, do you know why crocodiles and alligators are often seen with their mouths wide open? Sunbathing. If you guys see them in the wild, you'll see this. A lot of times they just hang out with, with their mouth open. Well, it could be because they're waiting for it to hunt. Like they're waiting for someone to land or they're just sunbathing. But it okay. could also be a sign of um, territorial move. Now, when they're babies and they do that, they're usually making noises for their mom. So there's actually Why? many reasons. Why would another animal, think of a dog. Why would a dog sit there with its mouth open? Hot. Exactly. So you'll rarely ever see, guys, a crocodile out in the sun with its mouth open also because the mouth open is to cool down. The out in the sun is to warm up. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes they kind of overheat a little and will open their mouths to cool down a bit um, just to kind of get that little bit of regulation. But that's typically why you see it. Unless the crocodile is from Egypt, in which case, and we referenced this in another video before also, there is a little bird that's actually the Egyptian pulver, sometimes called the crocodile bird, that actually picks the meat out from the crocodile's teeth. 
So it's a symbiotic relationship where they get a nice dental cleaning and the birds get a meal. And uh, so that it's really interesting to see a bird hanging out on a croc tooth, picking out the food from in between the croc teeth. That's incredible. Um, but it's a very unique symbiotic relationship that specific bird and the, uh, the crocodiles in Egypt actually have amongst themselves. All right, guys, if you want some more fun facts, quizzes, good stuff like that, check out the crocodile fact video that should, not sure if it's out already or not. We will uh, figure out the timing on that one and uh, give us some suggestions. Marie and I will record a orangutan fact video. Sure. We're going to jump on over to the backstage. If you guys are Patreon subscribers, the actual paid section, we have the free section with all the social posts. We get the paid section with all the extra fun stuff. Uh, and this is going to be our backstage show where after every episode, facts or podcasts like this, we jump over there, we continue the conversation, we review stuff that we said right, stuff that we said wrong, things we found funny, things we didn't want to say, or we get on to totally random conversations like croc shoes instead of crocodiles. Apparently Peeps is calling attention, so we will uh, let her make her appearance in the backstage show. You guys, we had a blast as always. Hope to see you guys next time, and uh, you guys stay safe. Thank you very much for viewing. Have a fantastic day. Bye.